Training camp is here. We've got the latest news and nuggets coming out of Oxnard next. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the Cowboys have got two practices under their belt so far. You are going out to Oxnard, I believe, this weekend to see practice. What's What's been your biggest takeaway from camp so far? Well, it seems that, you know, the, we'll talk about injuries here in a second, which, you know, I think dominated early parts of the conversation. But it, it does seem to me that things have been very uh, competitive and, and very uh, clean, kind of, the, technically, that we've seen. It, it doesn't – I'm interested to go out there Saturday, obviously, because I, I think you see more of the flaws because people don't post videos of failed plays, right? Shocker. But uh, it, Yeah, I know, right? But it does seem like the experience that the Cowboys' defense has had, obviously, the last three years, kind of keeping that continuity yeah. uh, has really paid off. And, and I, I think for considering the fact that we have considered the – the Cowboys as, you know, changing offenses this this season or however we want to phrase that, uh, it seemed like the Cowboys offense didn't seem out of sync. You know, it seemed like the plays you saw, like things looked crisp. I mean, again, it's shells, they're running drills. It's very, very light, but it does seem like things are a little bit crisper uh, in the first well, two days than they have been previously. I can just compare that to what I've seen with the Raiders. And I know this isn't a Raiders podcast, but that's, <laughs> that's a offense, a new offense with a new quarterback. That's really struggling to get on the same page. Balls are being dropped all over the place. It's just a rough practice. Compare that to the Cowboys. seems like the tempo's up compared to what we saw even at this yeah. time last year. Dak is healthy. The receivers are healthy. Like it just feels so much more crisp than some other camps around the league. Yeah, and and I, and I think that that's very much a, a a product of, you know, look, we could. There's going to be a lot of talk about parsing the differences between Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore's offense over, or or at least how they call the plays, how they're running the offenses. I think one of the things that we can start to determine right now is that McCarthy is much more of a detail oriented guy than I think Kellen Moore is in the sense that. He's been in the league for 25, 30 years. He knows what it's it supposed to look like, right? Exactly. And and I think that the details of the specifics are what it, he finds important. I think for Kellen Moore, it's, it's not that he's not a detail-oriented guy, but I think that he's very much about his system, trying to get everything uh, you know, in, in its place and running the way that he wants it. And I think McCarthy is being more detail-oriented with the players about having them understand what their role is so that yeah. they can execute it properly and, and, and understand why it's important to execute it properly. And even more importantly, when things break down, understand what your role is in the play so that if you can't actually ac- you know, accurately run the play the way you're supposed to, maybe you can still do something to, like if you're supposed to be pulling a safety away from the outside receiver, maybe you can still do something to try to draw that and, and still with a deeper understanding of what your job is in the play, yep. still be able to execute at a high level. All right, let's talk about some of the injury updates that we've got over the last couple of days 
Um, before we get to some of the other things that actually happened on the practice field, Donovan Wilson, the big injury news, yeah. hurt his calf in the first couple plays uh, of camp. Sounds like he's going to be out somewhere between four to six weeks. Four weeks means that he's back what, by the final preseason game. Six weeks is right up until the game with the Giants. How concerned are you about Donovan Wilson missing, you know, week one against the Giants or even more time than that? I'm not so concerned about him. I mean, we don't know this, the severity of the strain other than what they've told us. But it's got to be grade two, right? I would imagine he should be fine for week one. Um, and I'm not concerned necessarily about him missing a bunch of time in training camp because, honestly, like for the reasons that we just talked about, this is a defense that has been in this system for several years now. Donovan Wilson knows his role as well as anybody on this defense. It provides an opportunity for someone like Marquise Bell to step up and, and take his opportunity to try to go in there and, and become a player. Uh, and I, I just think that, you know, of these guys, to as long as it's not going to bleed into the regular season or and he's given some room to recover, there's absolutely zero reason for Donovan Wilson to be ready for preseason game yeah so let this he sit him down that. make yeah. sure he's healthy and then and then uh you're getting an opportunity to see a younger guy uh get some more snaps it's it's really the other injury that i'm frankly well, that's what i was gonna say that's the the bigger bummer here is that israel makamu and again it's not a one-for-one backup here but the no. guy that could potentially have earned more snaps in his replacement isn't going to be there for the next several weeks with a hamstring injury and with both of these I'm not worried about them missing a significant chunk yeah. of time with this injury itself, but I'm worried about like re-aggravation. And if yep. that happens again, now we're talking about them missing several weeks in the regular season. Those soft tissue is- injuries, man, they can be hard to come back from. Which is why they should just shut shut them down. I mean, we'll see about the severity of the hamstring with Bukwamu. It could be one of those things where it's not as severe uh, but because it's a hamstring injury, they are just going to be superly overly yeah. cautious. Even if even if it is important for him to get on the field at training camp, it's way more important for him to be uh, healthy throughout the season. So uh, Mukamu is definitely the one of the two Mukamu. that I feel felt like it was more of a bummer that he's going to miss those valuable reps because he's a guy who's on the ascend. Uh, but, you know, look, I, I'd much rather have him for the season. I think he's shown you that he's a valuable player on defense. Um you know, we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. But I, as long as he's ready for the season, it, it'll be okay. It just, it sucks because this is a great opportunity for him to yep. really, really kind of take that next step. Now, the good news is, is that this opens up a lot of snaps for Marquise Bell, who was an undrafted free agent last year, was on the 53-man roster all season long, and Tyler Coyle, who's kind yep. of been on and off the roster over the last couple of years. He had an injury, I believe, in 2021. McCoyle, I saw in yesterday's practice, was working with the first team a little bit, playing some yep. slot, playing down in the box. Big, big-time opportunities for both of those guys with Wilson and Okamu out. Yeah, McCoyle is a guy that was the Marquise Bell before Marquise Bell yeah. got here yeah. uh, and, and was the kind of undrafted free agent, bigger safety that they liked at the second level. They, I think they even were at times trying to see if he could play linebacker. Um, he's a little bit bigger even than Bell. I think he's like 6'2", 210, if I'm not mistaken. He's a big guy. Um, yeah. He's a big guy. So uh, I think you know it's a natural fit for either one of those two guys to kind of get down there in the box and play some of that safety. I think they're going to give both of those guys opportunity because they like both of them a lot. Uh, so it, it's, it's going to be great to see those two guys kind of get their shake, but you hate to see it at the expense yeah. of uh, two of your favorite players. 
couple other things really quickly. Trayvon Diggs did not practice on Thursday with a toe injury. The Cowboys don't seem concerned about that at all. Luke Schoonmaker, uh, the Cowboys' second-round pick from Michigan, uh, still dealing with a foot injury that he had back at the East-West Shrine Bowl. Um, again, I've got some kind of different thoughts here, but Mike McCarthy said they're hopeful that he's going to be ready for, uh, for practice at Oxnard. Still going to stay on the PUP list. You actually listened to McCarthy's press conference. What was your takeaway kind of coming out of that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely saw on Twitter, like, lots of folks reacting to the news. And, and you know, this is one of those things where <laughs> sometimes text doesn't quite uh, uh, convey the feeling the, the proper way, right? Uh, you know, the, the – the, the, remind me again what the actual quote was in the text. I think it was something I, I, like – It was like, we're hopeful that he'll be ready to, to practice in Oxnard. And and in reality, if I remember correctly, the the in the video, it was a reporter asking, "Do you think he'll be? We'll see him in Oxnard?" And McCarthy kind of emphatically going, "Oh yeah, yeah, we expect him to be uh, ready. We we hope that he'll be ready for 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 uh, uh, Oxnard." Yeah. So I guess the the point being that inf- the inf- emphasis on in, in his voice and his face seem to indicate that yeah, he he should definitely be back. And, and frankly, that combined with the fact that he's on the field, he's he's not dressed out, dressed out, but he's in uniform and he, they're allowing him to take mental reps behind. And he is taking mental reps behind all the other tight ends means that he might be, you know, closer than we, than we assumed when that first, when that quote first came out, we're going to talk about the player that's potentially going to grab that tight end one spot here in a little bit, but let's also talk about some players that are having some positive drum beats so far in practice. Next. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or you're scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. This week, it's Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. When the top tier of quarterbacks are off the board in fantasy football drafts, there's another line of luxury passers who are guaranteed to fit in your starting lineups every single week. Driving a sleeker Jacksonville offense that now features Calvin Ridley, Trevor Lawrence has top five scoring upside as a QB1. Expects Lawrence to keep living up to his immense arm and athletic talent and cruise to production that builds off his hot finish to last season. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same is true with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, uh, shocks, struts, you name it eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. And let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Everydayers, we'll be back on Monday to break down the Cowboys practices from over the weekend. Landon will be there getting a firsthand view of practice, so we're excited for that. But later, let's talk about some of the players that have had really good starts to camp so far. And I kind of think we need to start with Jalen Tolbert, who it just seems like every bit of news that we've got from Tolbert this offseason has been positive. Yeah, I mean, really the only thing that we saw so far that has been negative is that he was uh, uh, kind of victimized by uh, Nashawn Wright on that interception he got down the field. But but every single thing else has been incredible. He's made great catches. He's been uh, where he's needed to be. Uh, you know, you're not seeing – now it's Simi Fahoku who is kind of uh, uh, seemingly at times – had a couple, just a couple drops, not 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 anything right, right home, now. but but yeah. but the fact that it was him, not Tolbert, shows you that Tolbert's coming along. Um, you know, I, I just think that all the the positive buzz you heard about in OTAs again, let's just reiterate the drumbeat idea is that we need to continue to hear it every single yep. day. It cannot be just a bang 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 and then they yep. stop. Right? It's a slow drumbeat that happens throughout the camp right and and this is for for Tolbert has started in OTAs like the the drumbeat was loud right away Tolbert looks like a different player he's he's moving differently he seems to be playing with more confidence he took time to to spend more time with uh Brandon Cooks to kind of gain some more confidence talk about you know a mentality of flushing it out of letting go of last year so that he can move forward uh, and it seems to have really paid off for him. As of right now, he definitely looks to be grabbing hold, a stronghold of that wide receiver four position. Uh, but we'll see how this continues as Pat comes on. Again, we are two practices in, as yeah, you mentioned. Yeah. But, but again, it, it's everything that you've wanted to see so far. Like if you could make a checklist of how does a Jalen Tolbert year two breakout happen, it's yeah. by having a strong OTA, having a strong offseason, starting practice really well, making plays after the catch, making contested catches. He's doing all that right now. So it's, it's encouraging to see. The other receiver that we should mention that's caught a yeah. few eyes is Jalen Moreno-Cropper, who is an undrafted free agent. And if you didn't listen to this week's show with Eric Galco from the Shrine Game, mm-hmm. he said he would be shocked if he didn't make the 53-man roster. He just thinks he's easily one of the top five receivers on this team. And I've got to say, through two practices, I don't think Eric is wrong. Uh, it, it sure has looked that way. And, you know, Eric's obviously very good at this, and that's why he has the job he does. Uh, and and I think you know it, the 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 proof is in the pudding here so far. He's had a, he had an incredible uh, back corner end zone catch during uh, I think it was two minute drills. He had another incredible catch yesterday. His drum beat has kind of just started, but it's been very solid so far through two days here. Uh, I think you look at his skill set and what he did in college, and this is a guy that definitely could be uh, someone who, uh, you know, comes in here uh, and 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 you know plays his way onto the roster for sure. I will mention that it's not just a coincidence. I imagine that uh, before the show, I couldn't stop calling him John Vea Johnson when we were discussing him. Another hyphenated <laughs> but, receiver, right? But but yeah, I, I mean, again, because we see these guys every year, right? Every year there's a undrafted free agent wide receiver who shows up and makes noise. And, and this is the position more than any of them, frankly, that we have to see a drumbeat. We need to yes. see this every the single day. Consistency matters more than the splash plays, right? Absolutely, and it's got to be all throughout training camp because we've seen lots of these guys have, you know, five six of a great training camp, but that last bit before before the regular season starts, where it really starts to ramp up, 
they start to kind of wash out, whether they're exhausted or whether the, the true talent starts to show yep. out. So the drumbeat has started for Moreno Cop, uh, Cropper. We're going to watch it for sure. Uh, uh, but we still obviously need to see more. Now, continuing with the drumbeat theme, somebody who's had an amazing offseason so far is Eric Scott Jr. We talk about yeah. Simi Fohoku, who had the drop uh, pass that led to an interception. Who was it that made the play? It's Eric Scott. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say that he's the next Deron Bland, but this is exactly the same path that Deron Bland had last year that led to him, what, having five interceptions as a rookie? Again, you know, just like we just mentioned, right? Like, it's not that we're guaranteeing that this is happening. We're just saying that this is what needs to happen at this stage yeah. for those players to get to a place where Deron Bland was last year, where these younger players need to get to if they were actually going to be making a contribution. They've taken the first few steps. Can they continue down that path? Eric Scott has been somebody that, I mean, since OTAs started, that was the name that came out of practice that everybody was talking about, all the coaches, um, and that he was just all over the place. He just looked like a natural fit. Uh, his technique, I mean, look, we haven't, I haven't seen a ton yet, but what little I've seen, his, his technique seems to match with what you would expect from what we're hearing out of OTAs. He looks very comfortable. He looks very natural. Uh, and I can't, you know, think that it's a, a coincidence that after all of that talk about how great he was playing in OTAs, he comes out and makes the first big play in yeah. all of training camp. So uh, I, I think that this, again, drumbeat, we're waiting to see more and more. But this is a situation where you start to look at it and you wonder, was this a guy that because of his circumstances, and, and I think the Bland had similar circumstances, but I think there was even more circumstance here with Scott. Was this a guy that because of his circumstance, because of a bad testing, because he got snubbed from going to the combine that completely flew under the radar for a lot of these NFL teams? They just missed on the evaluation because they didn't have the information necessary to make the proper evaluation. We're about to find out if if this kind of continues and if he plays his way into something crazy like cornerback four or five or something, which, you know, I mean, that doesn't sound that crazy, but considering the team that we have assembled here and yeah. he's a fifth round pick, that's pretty crazy. Uh, that I think that we'll look back and say, man, like he showed it early on. There really must've been something missed in the uh, draft evaluation process on this kid. So, so far we've mentioned the Cowboys second round pick, not practicing their fifth round pick, looking good in practice. And then an undrafted free agent wide receiver. We should at least mention Mossy Smith, the Cowboys first round pick. It's just harder for defensive linemen until the pads come on. Like, I kind of don't care about what. There's not much to see, you know, there's not much to see. There's not much to take away, but. Uh, we did see one awesome little clip of him against the sleds. Those poor sleds. I, they're not going to enjoy Mozzie during camp. Uh, old old heads like me and people that have been going to training camp for a long time will remember what Rolando McClain did to those same sleds. And frankly, I don't know that I've seen anybody destroy those sleds the way that Rolando McClain had until that Mozzie clip. I mean, he just yeah. basically lifted it off the ground and then almost killed Arden Dirty with it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, you mentioned it. It's it's really hard, especially at nose tackle. I mean, nose tackle specifically more than any other position. And this whole thing is probably the most difficult uh, position to evaluate at all. Uh, uh, you know, looking at this situation, we'll, I will, I, we'll I will find out more about him soon. Yeah. It's, I will mention coming. two things real quick. One, he did make a nice play uh, on a pass in a passing situation where he was able to get off a block, what, you know, get off a block and then uh, make a tackle so that there wasn't a, a QB uh, scramble. So that would have been probably a sack. 
And then two, the other thing that I really noticed is, and this is something that that's important when you go to training camp, comparing him, they had a shot, I think of them running sprints and there was a shot of him, Bohana and uh, 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 Hankins all kind of running together. Right. And, I was shocked how much bigger he was than those guys. Like, I mean, because you look at him and you look at pictures and you look at pictures next to normal people and he just holds the weight so well that it's hard to, like, I think, see well, it sometimes. I saw a picture of him earlier this offseason standing next to Oso Digizua, just like wearing yeah. polos or whatever. Yeah. And they look, yeah, yeah. In the, now, maybe Mozzie just understands angles really well. I, yeah, I he's got been the able slimness. To do yet. Yeah, he, just, he, yeah, he knows how to do this. But yeah. I think that was one of the biggest takeaways that people saw from going to camp is, like, this dude is massive. He's huge. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the talk and the, what I've seen just in pictures and everything has just been like, okay, yeah, he weighs 330 plus, but I mean, he must wear it well because it doesn't seem well. But the pictures the pictures that we saw yesterday, when you compare him to other big guys like Hankins and, 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 and yeah. Bahana, it's like he's bigger than those guys. Are. Yeah. That's uh, shocking, to be honest. Again, we'll get more from, from Mozzie over the next couple of weeks. Once yeah. the pads start coming on, once we start getting more like one-on-one drills – uh, but there was another player that I want to mention that's had, again, a really, really good summer, already off to a great start at Cowboys camp. We will get to him next. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. We are talking about the biggest news and notes coming out of training camp. And I want to talk about Jake Ferguson. So with Luke yeah. Schoonmaker not practicing Ferguson has been the guy as tight end one. He's put on some good weight. He just looks a lot stronger than he did last year. It looks more cut. Uh, it seems like he's got to be the clear-cut favorite to be tight end one this year. Yeah, at this point, for sure. I mean, you can say what you want about uh, – I mean, I'm not you know down on Schoonmaker or, or think that he's not going to be able to contribute. Either. I think he can come in and still have a Ferguson-type plus impact uh, like last year, right? Last year's Ferguson. I think that's certainly possible. But I also think that, you know, Ferguson himself has looks like looks to have kind of taken this on in a way that uh, is, is, you know, important because if you're not going to have Schoonamaker out there, you're potentially going to lose some, some, uh, uh, you know, snaps uh, to, at the tight end position. You need Ferguson to kind of take on that role in a way that, it, you know, it, it, he didn't take on have it before. It was it was kind of a, a, a going into this. It looked like it was going to be a shared role. They're going to have to cobble this kind of position together to replace what they had in in in, in the tight end production last year. But now I think you know what we've seen with with you know some the delayed start with Schoonmaker. Ferguson's going to need to kind of take on the onus of that more than you know we had kind of hoped to put upon him this year. Uh, but he looks like he's go ahead. As I said. None of this should be surprising either, right? He's Barry Alvarez's grandson, right? Is that that's what it is? He is, right? Like he's the grandson of a former, you know, like a fantastic head coach. It's I'm yeah. just not su- surprised that he's made this leap and that he's ready for oh, this. No. Like this is it's not shocking at all to me. No, it's and, and look again. It, we didn't want to thrust this upon him, not because we didn't think we could he could handle it. It was more just it's a lot, you know. It's it's a, lot. it's a it's an orders of magnitude of production that he what he did last year and what Hindershot did last year. So, uh, you know, look, he showed up with his mind right, with his body right. He looks ready to play. Uh, so I I, I think that it, this could all sort out really well. And, and Ferguson again, I think is a guy with immense upside. Uh, I just think that 
you know, we there was a hope that maybe we wouldn't have to thrust it all upon him. You don't have to rely player. on him, right? Like he can yeah. kind of grow into that role. But I, I think he is growing in this role. But the Cowboys are also relying on him. Like they they need him to, to be tight end yeah. one at this point. Yeah, yeah. So. It's you know, look, maybe a little bit earlier than they wanted to to have to thrust that. Like I said, put that all on him to be tight end one by himself. But as it stands right now, he looks up to the challenge. We're very very early days, but but uh, you know. If him and Hendershot can kind of continue to hang it on while they're waiting for Schoonmaker to kind of yeah. come in as a, that third support there, they still got, you know, McEwen, they still got Ian Bunting, or at least Ian Bunting's still around if they yeah. need him. So, John Stevens uh, made a nice catch the other day. In yeah. Zone. A guy that's a former wide receiver that they've yeah. kind of moved to tight end because he's a f- huge dude. He's, he, he's shown a little bit. So, there are some other, and, 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 and also uh, Peyton, uh, a Princeton fan also had another like, nice catch. So, there's other guys that are going to kind of help out in training camp, but w- once we get to the regular season, they're going to need Ferguson to kind of take that next step, especially if Schoonermaker's kind of slow on the come uh, due to the injury. I can't believe you're downplaying Princeton fans' awesome catch. It was a great play by Will Greer to get outside the pocket. Will hit Greer, Princeton man. Fan, hit, I, I, hit fan down the field. It's awesome. We always forget, like, I, I don't think we forget, but it's like we forget that Greer is that kind of player, right? Like, yeah. he, that he really can show you some things every once in a while, and, and he improvises really well. I would love to see him take another step, and I kind of like to see him take that backup quarterback. Yeah, that's part, it's, it's Thrill Greer back at Dallas Cowboys yeah. training camp in Oxnard. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Again, every day, we'll be back on Monday to recap all of the practice news coming out of Oxnard. Landon will be there over the weekend. Make sure you're following him on Twitter at NicoleBCB for some updates. Uh, go check our show out on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.